Hello, everyone, and welcome to the EVN Disrupt podcast. My name is Nijda Tsatrigan. I'm the editor of the creative tech section here at EVN Report. My guest today was Arik Dersakisian. Arik does operations at the Hero House in Glendale, California. He was also involved in organizing Hero House's Tech Trip, a program that brings Armenian diaspora and professionals to Armenia and introduces them to the local tech ecosystem here by taking them around, visiting the offices of startups such as Crisp and Super Annotate, as well as engaging them in networking events in the community. We spoke about the trip and we also spoke about better ways that diasporans can be engaged with Armenia directly and the operations taking place at Hero House Glendale. Uh, Agak, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Nazajan. I'm happy to be here. So, Agak, you're here in Armenia with uh, Hero House's Tech Trip 2022. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Tech Trip is and how Hero House came up with this idea to, to organize something like this. So, I'd love to take full credit for the idea of the Tech Trip. Um, originally, it was started in 2019, and the idea of the Tech Trip is to bring individuals from the diaspora or people who are generally in tech, either students, people working at companies, uh, and connect them with the tech ecosystem here in Armenia. Uh, the idea in 2019 originally came from the fact that there was a big boom going on here in Armenia, a lot of tech companies growing. Um, and not many people knew about it in the tech world in the U.S. and other places. So uh, that was the idea in 2019. The trip was supposed to be continued year after year, but we had COVID and it wasn't able to go on. Uh, Hero House made a decision to essentially completely revive it. And by making the decision, it was me and my team happening to be on a call six months ago and bring up the fact that, you know, I'm a student, I'm really interested in going and visiting Armenia and seeing the companies that are here. What if we decided to revive this trip and bring more people along with us? Uh, and we stayed true to the mission. We brought 15 people from the diaspora who were interested in tech. Uh, and it was a really diverse group, but at the end of the day, to help them gain a new perspective on what the tech is like here. So was the initial idea for it to just be the 2019 trip or was it always planned to be annually? I think... As it happened with this year, uh, the idea was initially starting out with a 2019 trip, but after seeing the success of the trip, it was decided that it should be not just an annual trip, but twice a year. Oh, wow. Uh, and I remember looking through all the spreadsheets because I got all the all the old docs and everything to kind of bounce off of. And I remember looking, it's like, oh, there was going to be a winter one, there was going to be a summer one, and then yeah. maybe even a spring one. Wow. Uh, and <laughs> I, it would be amazing. I'm just trying to think of like how uh, how we venture across all these companies in the snow, going out and looking. It would be great. But just looking at how successful that 2019 trip was, it immediately came to me that like, oh wow, okay, this clearly something. The the formula here was great. This is, needs to be something that we need to replicate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is the second rendition of the yes, uh, trip. This is the and, second uh, one. Is the next one already planned? Uh, it's in the works. I wasn't sure if we were going to do a second one, uh, mainly because uh, I myself am a student. I'm at UCLA right now, and I just wrapped up my third year. And next year around this time, I'm going to be graduating. Uh, I'm going to be having to look for work. Yeah. And just from my own personal perspective, I was wondering, am I going to have the time to run something like this? Does it make sense to? Uh, how is this one that we're doing this year going to work out? Uh, is it going to be worth doing it all together? But now that the tech trip just recently wrapped up, I can say that 
uh, you know, in like in, in the tech world and product management, you have like your OKRs and so on. So I can say that whatever OKRs or whatever key objectives we had for this trip, like I feel like everything was met. Uh, people got the tech perspective. People got to meet the cool companies that they wanted to. And so for me, it makes sense to run it again. But it's still very much so in the early stages of what right. 2023 is going to look like. Got it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the participants. <laughs> Man, the most diverse group of people you can possibly think of. We had people from all across the U.S. come, uh, people who had been to Armenia dozens of times, people who had never been to Armenia, people who knew Armenian fluently, uh, people who didn't know Armenian at all. Yeah. Uh, age range was from 20 to 36. We had every, like, the backgrounds were insane. We had students, we had people in tech, we had a doctor. Um, we had, uh, in terms of like where people came from, we had one guy who was originally born in Russia, lived there his whole life and then went to Boston university. Uh, we had this one guy who was born in Uzbekistan and, uh, was now working as an RF engineer on the East coast. Um, and then, you know, you had people like me, I'm a student at UCLA. I had a few other students. I had a recent grad. Um, but the bulk of people were either working in tech or working in tech adjacent industries. Uh, and everybody, regardless of their background, was interested in how they can reconnect with not just Armenia, but with Armenia and its tech ecosystem at a deeper level. So even right. like the doctor, the doctor came here uh, not knowing any Armenian, uh, not knowing anything about, you know, what Armenia is like or what the people here are like. But at the core of it, he said, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm interested in medical tech and medical innovations. How can I get involved with Armenia and the tech ecosystem here? Yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of the one, those are the two things, Armenianness and tech that kind of brought everybody right, together yeah. on this trip. It's so fascinating. But both you and I are born and raised in the diaspora. I yeah. live in Armenia now. And when you look at programs like the tech trip or birthright and AVC, I feel like people like you and I, in our mind, we have a, a set person of who we think would participate in programs like that. And it's the people who, you know, were super involved in the Armenian community. They were at the community center, you know, five times a week. They went to Armenian school, etc. But then you look at, you know, birthrights program or or your tech trip. Yeah. And you find these people that, especially if you're from that community, you think like, where have you been? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so awesome that these programs give them the opportunity to come to Armenia and, and participate in a program like that. But it's uh, it's fascinating that the, the draw that they feel, like this this like desire to, to come to Armenia and figure out what it's all about. It's insane, really. I yeah. I mean, some of the people on our... Like the, the doctor, his name's Ben. He's great. Um, ben was only part Armenian. Yeah. Uh, he didn't know any Armenian. Uh, one of his parents was an Armenian. He... Uh, he lives in Louisiana. Yeah. I really wonder, you know, for, for me, like I went to an Armenian school my whole life. I went to Pilibos on the West Coast and uh, I've been there since preschool all the way up until 12th grade. And now I'm at UCLA. Like I, I grew up with as much Armenianness as you can imagine in Los Angeles of all places. But, Capital of the diaspora. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, for the people who haven't had that exposure, it's just so cool to me that they are still connected to Armenianness in one way or another, and there's a desire to learn more about what's out there. Yeah. Birthright is actually incredible because I've 
talked a lot with Birthright, and we have a pretty close connection with Hero House and all the things that we do. And uh, it's they really bring people. They they genuinely bring people from all around the world. Yeah. But the people that they bring, like again, people who maybe don't know any Armenian, don't know anything much about the culture, but they're still inspired to just come out to Armenia, yeah. be here for months, and just work. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, that's that's just incredible. To I me. mean, I, I even know uh, actually several um, Birthright alumni who came to Armenia did not speak a word of Armenian, mm-hmm. didn't really grow up in the Armenian community. And now they live in Armenia, they speak fluent Armenian, they oh learned God. it here through it, and they've been here for, for years. And it's just, it's so fascinating, the, yeah. the, the effect that actually coming to the country. Okay, so let's uh, let's get to the tech trip. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do uh, during the trip. Right, so we basically, or, or me and my team, we basically devised a roughly 10-day schedule that was broken up into parts of visiting companies, um, having one-on-one visits with individual people we thought were really interesting, uh, and then also some cultural visits and excursions that we essentially mixed in uh, that because again a lot of people they had never been to Armenia or they just wanted to visit a lot of the cultural sites yeah I think in terms of the companies we had a lot of institutions we visited uh, I think the exact number is at least 30 that we jam-packed it was a very hectic schedule I think one note that we've taken is uh, just kind of calm down and I think the <laughs> 90 degree or so heat in the Edifan didn't really help when it came right. to running around the city uh, but every kind of industry you can imagine so we had healthcare, we had robotics we had consumer startups startups and consumer companies um, and a lot of the big names that you know of like we had Pixar on that list we went and visited Tumo and all the great things that they're doing service titans office here in Armenia uh, and then also very small ones uh, Robin the robot and expert technologies uh, but again all tackling all these very different kinds of things yeah. uh, and then we had an excursion uh, we had a tour guide go around show us Ghani, Gerard, Korvirab uh, which was really great for the people who had never been to Armenia and uh, one other thing that we did uh, when we uh, it was over the weekend last weekend uh, there was a convention going on at the american university of armenia called bar camp uh, where we had a lot of tech individuals come and we actually had some of our participants speak there myself included uh, about different topics so we had a data science talk the doctor i mentioned he gave a talk about healthcare innovation and health tech Uh, i as well as one of my friends who were involved with hero house in glendale we talked a little about how the diaspora gets involved with armenian tech here and a bit about what people can do uh, and it was a cool experience. I mean, I, I can't think of many other opportunities to go and just talk in Yerevan yeah. and in front of like students and other cool people. So yeah. it was really great. Tell us about the company visits. What do you guys do when you go to the company offices? So the company visits, uh, depending on the company, it really does depend on the company because some of them were only a few people. Others, like we went to Synopsis and they have like, I don't know, it's like almost a thousand people that they're employing. Uh, depending on the company, we got a very different experience each time. Uh, one that really comes to my mind was the very first visit that we did, a company called Biosim, which does a lot of uh, Dr. Papoyan and uh, his team. They do a lot of imagery and a lot of uh, drug, bio, discovery. drug discovery work. Uh, and they were working out of like a house. Um, and it was a team of less than 10 people for sure. Uh, it was really cool. They had like a TV set up. They just kind of showed us. And immediately after that, we went to companies like 10 web and crisp and crisp is like, they have a serious office. It's like a West coast level office that they have here in Yerevan. Two floors. Um, and yeah. <laughs> and, um, I think the, in, in all cases, there was insane hospitality. Everybody here was so excited to meet us, and I thought that was so great. Uh, a lot of them had put together these uh, merchandise bags, and they had special stuff that they had put through. Uh, and 
for most of them, it was first, if it was a nice office or like a big place, they would first show us around the office, kind of show us what's going on. Many of them had a presentation prepared. Uh, we would have a Q&A section with some of the people that were there. And in some of the cases of the smaller companies that we just sort of hung around with them with Biosim, they didn't really have much of a presentation prepared. They kind of just showed us a live demo of what they had. And we just sat and asked them questions about what they were doing and got to know them more on a one-on-one -on -one level. Uh, versus Synopsis, uh, we had a general tour. We had like a really well put together presentation and their big conference room. Um, and overall though, each company uh, showed us where they were working gave us an idea of what they were doing and gave us some time to ask them questions. And afterwards we made sure to connect and just, mm -hmm. that's the most important thing. We yeah. want to make sure that everybody had a chance to connect with the people on the ground here in Armenia um, and just get to keep those lifelong connections wherever they go. What were the participants impressions of the, the companies? They were very surprised actually. Uh, for a lot of people, we had people from a lot of big tech companies like Disney, Snapchat, Snap. um, off the top of my head, I'm trying to remember where else, but a lot of like big companies in other industries too. Like, NBC. Uh, we had, yeah. yeah, we had NBC, uh, we had like Lockheed, Northrop, all these big companies. Uh, the first thing they were just shocked when they saw like Crisp's office or these yeah. other big offices, they're like, wait, this is, you could tell me this is an LA or like an SF office and I wouldn't be able to know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I think for many people, they were just shocked that this was what, I don't know what they were expecting for a lot of them, especially if they hadn't been to Armenia, they had a certain image in their mind. But as soon as they walked into those offices, they were very pleasantly surprised at what they found. Uh, everybody was also very um, happy and very excited about the hospitality that they were shown. Uh, they, were, they were just like employees that were, I remember Gigi, we visited Gigi, um, which is the taxi company here. And... I was just so, the, the whole team was like outside to greet us. They they came by, they showed us everything. They just showed us straight up. And then they had these like tables set up and they just sat and they had coffee with us. There's like a big fish tank up on their second floor that we were sitting at. Um, they just sat and they had coffee with us yeah. and just answered all of our questions. They had like gata and stuff prepared. Yeah. Um, and it was so nice because I, I'm just trying to imagine, imagine if you went to like Uber's offices and you're like, Hey, can we just sit around with your core team and yeah. just talk a little <laughs> about like what's going on? Yeah. Um, and I think the transparency was really nice at most of these companies. We had a few people on our team, uh, on our group, uh, one person who had like a VC background who didn't like really grill the companies, but he definitely had some pretty critical questions he would ask. Uh, and they were very transparent. If there was something that they weren't super sure about any of these companies, they would be very upfront about it. Nobody was trying to sugarcoat with like, oh, you know, um, I yeah. mean, uh, at least a lot of what you'd see maybe in a lot of the startups in the West, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it was very transparent. People were very clear if they felt like, oh, you know, this is something, this is a pain point that we're not too sure about how to talk about. Uh, we'll just tell you straight up about what the situation is. And I think everyone was thoroughly impressed. Everybody had their opinion about what company they like, what companies maybe they didn't like as much, uh, but it, it was great. Everybody loved the companies, yeah. generally speaking. And like to, to give our listeners uh, who, who might also be somewhat unfamiliar with Armenia's tech ecosystem, some of these companies that you guys visited are really leaders in their, yeah. in their spaces. Like if you take Crisp, it's one of Armenia's fastest growing startups, and they're working on a technology that is by far the the leader in the space, their noise cancellation technology. Yeah. And it's all 
and it's, it's all based on sort of scientific work and the re- research and development yeah. work that they've done uh, in-house at CRISP and continue to keep doing. Yeah. And uh, specifically at CRISP, you were kind enough to uh, have me tag along on some of those visits. I was so happy that they were, they also presented their sort of product roadmap um, and all the stuff that they're working on yeah. because it really, it makes you excited and it sort of, it makes you want to come and work for a company like, like CRISP in Armenia. Um, and then you obviously like service Titan, it's a $10 billion company now and, and on and on. Um, so I think it's awesome that you guys are, you guys are providing this opportunity for, for people to fir- see firsthand that there's this, there's really this serious level of activity, uh, in Armenia. The other thing that I thought was awesome was all the networking that you guys organized, uh, during the week. Again, I got a chance to tag along to uh, a couple of those. Um, and anyone who's familiar with Armenia's tech ecosystem will tell you how easy it is to to network with with people here. And uh, I think creating those those ties from diaspora Armenia are super important. I have a number I want to share from the 2019 trip because I got all the yeah. stats. Um, now I, I don't know exactly how accurate this is, but I did the math and I think it makes sense. Somebody mentioned that the 2019 trip caused a thousand introductions to occur between the people <laughs> who were in the trip and the people on the ground. And I think exponentially, like if you put out the numbers, it makes sense because we had like 15 people in that trip and we visited a lot of people at all the companies and everybody connected with everyone. Yeah. So it's are, are there any like success stories from the 2019 trip that you can oh, share? Many. The first one that comes to my mind, Gary Vartanian, uh, he's great. He used to work at Amazon. I'm not too sure what he's doing right now, but uh, he's, he's a data scientist. He's a data scientist. Uh, uh, do you know, do you know Gary? Uh, I met him once, I think, um, but I'm not sure where he is now. You're probably more familiar with yeah. his organization, Data Point Armenia. Oh, yes, I am familiar with Data Point so Armenia. So yeah. the origin story of Data Point Armenia, at least the, he is one of the co-founders of Data yeah. Point Armenia. With but and, Yes. Yeah. So the origin story, at least the way he puts it, is he was one of the participants on the 2019 tech trip, and he did not know much about the tech ecosystem here. Uh, it was after the tech trip that he decided that he wanted to start data point armenia oh fascinating yeah so not many people know that uh and i'm sure i don't know what the other co-founders say about this origin story but at least that is the one perspective that i have heard and that was also something that made me realize like wow okay i I can't imagine what will come across from this there was another i I think we had one repatriate from that group or maybe more i don't i think what is he doing i don't remember his name uh but i believe he's working for civilnet right now um but yeah, everybody on some level has continued to remain connected with either Hero House or the community or just Armenian tech in general. And I remember when I was organizing this year's trip, I actually talked with several of them as a sort of getting an idea of what did you yeah. guys like about the last one, what did you not? And everybody was so supportive about putting out content. Everybody liked my LinkedIn post, commented, sent it to their networks. Uh, and it was it was really great. I, I just, the, the energy awesome. that they gave, yeah. despite the trip happening like three years ago yeah. it made me realize everything was just a positive signal doing, yeah. across the way how many people participated this year this year we had a total of 15 individuals uh with myself it was 16 uh, but i was both a participant and organizer in mm-hmm. that respect um and then we had our smart gate team our hero house team here in armenia we had Armina from my team uh who was also working with us participating organizing yeah the 15 were all around like again as i mentioned backgrounds were very very diverse in terms of where they were from and what they were doing yeah what is the criteria to apply for future uh, participants? The criteria that we had this year was pretty straightforward uh, and it wasn't too complex. We had 
three things. You have to be above the age of 18 uh, for a number of reasons, just because we go on tours here for like wineries and so on. Um, you had to be an Armenian diasporan. That was actually not a requirement in the 2019 trip. Uh, I believe we had someone who was an Armenian on the trip, but the main reason we, I didn't, I made it so that you had to be a diasporan was because there was a lot of interest and I wanted to give priority to people who were in the diaspora first. And the last criteria was that obviously you have to love Armenia, but most importantly, you have to have some relation or connection to tech uh, in the sense that you didn't have to be working in tech, but you had to be willing to come to the trip to go and visit tech companies. Right. Uh, right. There's a lot of people who wanted to just come to Armenia. Everybody in the diaspora wants to sure. come to Armenia. Yeah. And the price of the trip wasn't too terrible. We, I think we made it like $825 without your flight for 10 days, which is not too bad. Uh, but we wanted to make sure people understood this is a tech-focused trip and we're not going to Armenia to party. We're not going... Right. I mean, we did a little bit, just a little bit of partying, <laughs> right. but we weren't going for cultural visits. We were right, going right, for the right. traditional yeah. perspective of Armenia. So I wanted the, to make it clear the yeah. purpose is to give you a fresh tech perspective of Armenia. Right. And everybody who joined like had that tech and we interviewed them. We made sure. Uh, and yeah, that, that, those would be the three. So yep. 18, uh, a diaspora in Armenian and interested in tech or uh, working in tech on some capacity. And do I remember correctly that you also had to be like a early career professional? Is there like an age limit for participants? Or? We don't really have. So yeah, that's one thing that we mentioned. Uh, I don't know how much we really stuck to that because again, the oldest person we had was 36. What we said is you had to be an early career professional. Uh, and that is a requirement, but what does that really mean? I think that's the one thing people weren't too sure about. And to be honest, I'm not too sure about it myself. You're a little holistic about it. Yeah. You know, so if, okay. if, for example, we meet a 36-year-old, like, uh, and the doctor was the 36-year-old. Right. If we meet somebody and we notice you know, they're a curious person, they want to go visit and see, uh, I'm not going to say no. Um, so I don't really know what the upper age limit is. At Got the it. very least, the 18 would be the lower Got it. Okay. And the cost of the trip was $825 plus the plane ticket? Yes. They had to book their plane ticket. Uh, the 825 covered uh, their housing. They covered all the expenses to, in terms of, I think we covered almost every meal. There was a few yeah. that people would just go out and get on their own. We would cover like breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, transportation. So the taxis, the yeah. buses that we were taking, uh, we stayed at, uh, oh, that that's an interesting one too. We actually stayed at COAF's uh, Smart Center for one night. Uh, so the hotel room there, transportation to Gumi, Dilijan, yeah, Sevan, all that was covered. Um, yeah. So it was, yeah, pretty comprehensive with that yeah. 825. So for future trips, the number will probably vary somewhat, but just to give people an idea of how much it costs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it will probably vary. I want bit. to see what will end up happening. Yeah. Um, but my goal is to make it as affordable as possible. Yeah. And this year we weren't able to provide like scholarships to people who really wanted to come just because uh, we it was a little difficult with like the market and finding the right sponsorships. But a goal of mine would be able to provide some level of financial aid to people who'd really want to be able to come but couldn't for any financial reason uh, reasons so yeah. uh yeah i i, I want to see what it'll be like in the future in that yeah. respect is one of the stated goals of the program or just a goal of the program for people to maybe get hired by some of these companies to move to armenia and find work or i think it's an unspoken goal the the main goal of the trip is to 
introduce people from the diaspora and give them a new perspective on the tech yeah. ecosystem here. But already, I, I'll just I'll disclose this right now because it's very exciting from my end. Uh, already, I'm having people telling me like I applied to I don't know Service Titan or oh, I applied fantastic. to Pixar, yeah. and I would not be shocked if a few people at the very least ended up going from whatever job they have right now to one of the companies either at one of their u.s offices or one of their remote offices or uh, even working in armenia um and i'm being serious about that there are people who are interested in coming to armenia working here uh, so it's definitely a goal but it's not one that we've put on paper right right that's fantastic. As someone who who moved to Armenia and is from tech, I would highly recommend people to participate in this program. And I wish it was around when I uh, was deciding to move because uh, I, I would have loved to have, have had this sort of uh, up-close visit of uh, the tech scene in Armenia. Okay, Agak, so you're from LA. Yes. You're from the, the capital of the diaspora, yes. some might say. You also work at Hero House yes. in Glendale. For those who don't know, Hero House is the community arm of SmartGate VC, one of the main uh, venture capital firms in, in Armenia. Um, tell us a little bit about Glendale's Hero House and what you guys do there. So Hero House Glendale was started out of a competition that we won that was hosted by the city of Glendale to build the best accelerator program for the city. Uh, we ended up winning half of, I believe it was a million dollar prize that was split between us and the Children's Hospital. Uh, and the Children's Hospital was focusing on a healthcare related accelerator program. Uh, so we ended up getting 500K to start not just an accelerator program, but some kind of hub yeah. uh, for tech in Glendale. Uh, we won this a few years ago, actually. I think it was, I don't remember the exact date because it was before I joined the team, but it was definitely before or right during COVID that this happened. Uh, and we made the announcement right before COVID hit and we had to delay the opening until 2021. And I ended up joining the team uh, around February of 2021. Now, what Hero House Glendale does, we are a 7,000 square foot location uh, right on the border of Glendale and Atwater Village. Uh, you can find us uh, right on Miraloma Boulevard. We're close to Harley Davidson. A lot of great noises that we get over there. Uh, and we are essentially, I like to describe us as an innovation hub. Uh, we are a mix of a co-working space, a community, and an all-purpose area that individuals can use to build their startups or use to build out whatever kind of creative or technical project they'd like. We have all kinds of people who are involved with us and not just Armenians. Uh, we have startup founders. We have people who are veterans in tech, students, researchers, investors, people who either come and work out of our offices or they just come for different social events that we'll be hosting or different kinds of events. We have a large warehouse area on the back that we host lots of cool events at, including demo days for the companies that go through our accelerator programs, uh, happy hours. And I know you've come to our happy hours before. I've been to a few, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're great. We have beer, we have pizza. It's fantastic. Yeah. And overall, uh, my role is a community manager on paper. So my job is to bring the people together around here, Ross Glendale. Uh, and that is the core of what we're doing. We're trying to bring community together and introduce them to what not just the Armenian tech is like, but introduce people to one another. So yeah. the way I picture House Glendale to a lot of people, I just tell them, 
you will walk through this door and very likely you will meet someone who will change your life. And I don't mean that in a very uh, pitchy way. I'm being very serious. Uh, it's not just a pitch. It's it's true. It happened for me. I've met people in Hero House who have changed my life. Uh, arguably, I would not be doing this tech trip if Hero House did not exist. And for many people, it has also been the case. Uh, people who walked through our doors ended up coming on this trip, for example. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's many things, but at the heart of it, it is a community of tech professionals and people interested in tech for Southern California. Yeah. Anyone wor uh, working in tech or interested in tech who happens to be in LA, I would highly recommend visiting. On, on You guys do the networking events on Fridays. Every okay. Friday we have one. Uh, it will start up soon, yeah. uh, but I will personally be there for a few months. And um, yeah. yeah, we have one every Friday from after six o'clock beer and pizza i don't know it doesn't get yeah. more compelling than that yeah <laughs> it's I, I was fortunate enough to be able to hang out at hero house for a few days a couple months ago when i was in la and it's it's really one of the most unique places in the, the diaspora so it's really worth checking out thank you Nishan. um Arke, what are people's impressions in the diaspora of armenia's tech sector what do they know about it what misconceptions do they have or that's a great question i think it's varied definitely for the people who work with companies like Service Titan or Disco or the other ones that are based in LA, they are aware of what's going on in Armenia. But individuals outside of that, I think their impression of Armenia is to the extent of there are a lot of these remote offices that people in the US have established. And that's that. They're like these small little offices that people are kind of operating. Uh, I'm not speaking for everyone, of course, but I just know firsthand from people who came on this trip that that was their impression. And as soon as they saw what was going on, they were just their eyes were open and they realized yeah. not only are there companies that are completely based here that are operating with these insane offices and insane workforce, but the R&D offices are not these small, dinky little places. They are very comprehensive. They are very Western style offices that you'd expect to see in places like Silicon valley and there's a lot of inspiration on that level but overall i think many people who are not those are the people in tech by the way the people who are not in tech i tell them that there's like a tech boom they'll be like yeah i heard something about it there's like a photo editing app right, right. in armenia right. that is going on uh and i tell them that there's this tech boom and they're always shocked they're like what we yeah. have a tech boom going on that yeah. i didn't even know so there's not a lot of press around it and the press that is there is just now recently starting to come out and people are starting to talk about it yeah uh, so very much so in its early stages of people knowing about the tech world in right. armenia that uh, photo editing app employs about 700 people yeah. <laughs> in Armenia and is worth about one and a half billion dollars. <laughs> I love photo um, editing. Yeah. <laughs> um, you opened up an interesting topic. Um, there's a lot of narratives about Armenia in the diaspora. Yes. And the country's in a difficult uh, state. It yes. has been for the last few years. But there's also this exciting things happening in the country. Not that we shouldn't focus on the really serious things that are happening uh, as well, obviously, but how can we bring this messaging to more diasporans that there's this really exciting activity in the startup ecosystem happening in Armenia? I think I have to think about this for a second. I think that it depends on where most of the diasporans are getting their news from and where they're learning about tech in particular, or where they're learning about Armenia in particular. I think Instagram is a really strong source. Social media pages are a big source. Uh, not, not as many people seem to watch 
TV as much. I remember back at a time when there was like Horizon and all these other places, or like Aspades and all these other yeah. written sources. People still check them out, but I just feel that social media has become the biggest source of news about Armenia for most people in the diaspora. Uh, and actually one point that we made on this tech trip was appealing to a lot of these social media pages, not just in English, but also uh, in Armenian and Russian, letting them know that this is something that's going on uh, to cover as wide of a network as possible to make them aware of what's going yeah. on. Um, so already, though, I'm noticing some of these social media pages, they, they've started taking a little focus on, of course, not just the, the reality of what's going on here in Armenia in terms of the political situation, the military situation, but also the economic situation. Here's what's happening with Armenia. How many jobs did we create in the tech sector? What are some of the companies that we're deciding to highlight? Uh, and I think people are receptive to it. I've looked and I've seen, you know, people are excited. They're always happy to celebrate the uh, tech ecosystem and the booming. But I think for a lot of people, it's, uh, they, they don't really understand the significance of it just yet. Some of them might look and say like, why are we focusing on this? Why aren't we focusing on like military? Why aren't we focusing on politics? But I, I think it's something that's equally just as important, right? You're building one side of a country, you're building the economy, whereas military is building military, political is building political. Uh, and so for a lot of people, they're in the stage of just realizing what the ecosystem is like and what its importance really is. Yeah. And one doesn't interfere with, with the other. No, right? no, it doesn't at all. I think that's what people don't understand is like, Putting the focus on, I don't know, like let's say Pixar, right, or like any photo editing app. Uh, putting a focus on a photo editing app does not take away from putting focus on your military strength or your political situation. It is one thing that you're focusing on that is building one part. And you can focus on many things as a country. It's You can multitask. You can do many things. Yeah. Uh, and it's just as important to put focus on here to make sure that we're in a better situation for everything overall as the future kind of moves forward. Absolutely. Um, Eric, before we get to our last question, uh, how can people follow the work that Hero House is doing and find out about the future renditions of the tech trip and, and to sign up for them? In terms of the tech trip specifically, I would recommend follow our Instagram page. We post a lot, herohouse.io. Uh, we have a Facebook page. If you search Hero House, it mostly discusses the stuff that we're doing here in Armenia, but we also talk a little bit about what we're doing in Glendale as well. LinkedIn. Go to SmartGate VC, our VC funds uh, page. Uh, you can follow SmartGate. Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, honestly. Uh, if you just give me a little uh, message in your connection request or just send me a message, let me know and I'll keep you in the loop. If you're in LA, please come to Heroes Glendale. We love anybody who walks in. We will show you. I will give you a personal tour. <laughs> we all give personal tours at Hero House. <laughs> um, but there's many ways to get involved. If you're on Instagram, just follow the page. If you're on LinkedIn, reach out to me follow SmartGate, and you'll get to see more about what we're doing. And my last question, Eric, where do you hope to see um, relations between the diaspora and tech community and, and Armenia in the next, let's say, five to ten years? I think the core thing that I want most diasporans, this is like the essential message that I want most diasporans to hear, and they will as time goes by with the tech world, I want people to stop seeing Armenia as a place of charity and donations. And I want them to start seeing Ar I'm being serious. Like, I, I know it sounds bad, but just coming from a diaspora perspective, they need to stop seeing Armenia as a place of charity and donations. Or it's important to do those things for a lot of reasons. But 
now also shifting their perspective and seeing it as a place of innovation, technology, and advancement. Yeah. Uh, because in many ways it is, and we are at the forefront of a lot of different pieces of technology. I hope that many diasporans get involved on a level of investing in companies here, um, or even more importantly, working directly with them. We can use senior talent. If you are a senior level person at any company in the US, your insights are very valuable to the companies here. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in product, engineering, marketing, everybody is of use to a company based here in Armenia. And you will not, you do not realize how important it is for these people to come and help build the infrastructure that's here. Uh, so having that kind of involvement, having the investment involvement, and generally speaking, just having more awareness around the fact that technology is booming in Armenia right now. And it's important to have all hands on deck as we march towards the future, towards what will hopefully be a very technologically advanced Armenia. Right. I echo a lot of what you say about finding more productive ways of uh, engaging with Armenia directly. Um, and organizations like your, like Hero House and Smart Kid are, are great ways to do that. Arik, thank you so much for joining us today, and I, I wish you luck with, with the things that you're, you're involved with. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show.